0: This is Feed, Play, Love, a podcast especially for the parents and carers of small children. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. Over the years, I've spoken to some really interesting people about parenting, and this next interview is one from our collection. I hope you enjoy it. After having a baby, going back to work can be a tricky thing to get your head around. If you're breastfeeding, how do you wean? Do you have to wean? If you want to keep feeding them, how do you do it? And what about your emotions? Leaving a baby for the first time can be harrowing for some, at least it was for me. Pinky McKay is a lactation consultant and parenting expert. Hi, Pinky. How are you? Hi, Siobhan. Let's say you're going back to work after six months and you've been breastfeeding up to that point. How do you manage that transition
1: if you've decided, I'm going to wean now? If you're going to wean, um, It really needs to be very gradual. At six months, no more than one feed a week. And it's actually good if you can keep on breastfeeding as you make that transition back to work, whether it's just an early morning feed and a night feed. If you're, um, you know, not doing it, your milk supply will be established, so you can still do that. The good thing about continuing to breastfeed, and you can express at work, you know, you have rights if you want to continue breastfeeding, working and pumping, um, or having your baby brought into you, or popping to the child carer, during the day for one feed, whatever you do to work it out. Um, But it's going to stop your baby getting a lot of bugs from other children if they're in a childcare situation. It's also the only thing you can do that no one else can do because it's heart-wrenching to think your baby's going to bond with someone else because you're at work. I mean, they won't. They've already got a bond with you. But emotionally, I think that's the big wrench that you know, my baby is going to be someone else's baby for most of the day.
0: What about, um, I did try to express after I went back with uh, to work after my daughter was born. Um, she was about 10 months at that point and I was desperate to get through to at least a year. And I remember trying to express, there was a room for uh, for women who wanted to express. I found I was terrible at expressing, I tried, oh, I had my photos, <laughs> I had the photos of her to try and get my milk yeah. supply going. Um, and I think it was, in the end it was a combination. Well, actually it was just stress. It was trying yes. to get the time to yeah. do it. And, um, in the end I had to stop and I was really confused at the time what to do. So can you, um, you, you mentioned, um, you could feed in the morning and in the night. Yeah. Um, At that point, let's say 10 months or let's say start at six months, if you wanted to do morning and night feeding, but you can't express at work for whatever reason,
1: can you mix feeds with formula? Yes, absolutely. You wouldn't mix breast milk and formula in the same bottle, but you know, you can certainly mix feed and that stimulation will be enough for most women. I mean, you might have a very fragile milk supply and you might have to feed more overnight and often babies will reverse cycle. They'll feed more during the night because they (laughs) haven't had mummy during the day or they'll just wake up more at night, whether you're breast or bottle feeding, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. They, you know, they haven't seen mummy during the day, so they'll want to be close to you at night but you can you can go around that by doing some cluster feeding in the evening um you know feed when you pick your baby up and then feed again before bed perhaps and you know hopefully they go through the night quite nicely but just like any baby whether you're at work or you're not they can have stages where they're teething or they're going through a new developmental stage and they'll wake up and I think that exhaustion is the hard thing for mothers going back to work
0: but oh yes
1: isn't it but look again around 10 months often expressing isn't that easy with an older baby You know, your your letdown's a little bit slower. Things just don't work as well, perhaps quite often. It's not so easy to express with an older baby for a lot of women. Mm. Other women don't. It doesn't, you know, it's not a problem. You can smell something of your baby's clothes. You can look at the photo, all those things you did. Yeah. And it may or may not work really well. And also pumping techniques too. You know, getting really good at those and doing some hands-on pumping, you know, compressing your breasts as you pump. I'm laughing because if you haven't tried to express
0: yet, (laughs) I tried a a really great machine that worked well, but I swear I would sit there for all of my lunch break pumping and then you'd look at the bottom, the end result, and it would be not even 100 mils and I'd be like, are you for real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> and in the end, it was just like, this is too hard because it can mm. get, Um, that's something that I wouldn't mind talking about is... When you have the desire to breastfeed and you, for whatever reason, it doesn't work out in terms of going back to work or um, something might happen and then you can't feed anymore. Women can ex- experience a lot of stress over that, like trying really totally. hard to
1: make it work. Totally. There's a grief response, but there's also a hormonal withdrawal, you know, as you wean. And it can be a gradual weaning, it can be a um, fairly sudden weaning and you have this hormonal withdrawal and it's a different kind. It's, it's a type of weaning depression, and it's not just your emotions. It's actually your chemistry as well that's playing into this. Mm. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Pinky McKay. She's a
0: lactation consultant and parenting expert. And we're talking about um, that transition back to work. If you're breastfeeding, how you might wean your baby. So, um Pinky's advice is if you're weaning to do it gradually and give yourself time. If you want to keep feeding, however, you can express at work, talk to your workplace about your rights, make sure there's a space for you. I was told to do it in a disabled toilet once, which (gasps) was
1: just... Oh, I hear this. And I think um, women who are lawyers, there's nowhere in the court system for a private room. How hard is it to find a private room with a... um, you know, an electrical outlet and a comfortable chair. It's not a lot that these women want and perhaps a fridge. Yes. So, that, so you that you can, can put it put your milk in and yes. store it. Yep. But even then you can use a cold pack. You know, your milk will be safe in the cold pack till you get home. If you've got a freezer bag mm. it will actually be okay. Breast milk's pretty pretty hardy. <laughs> And then on the weekends or the days off, you can just feed as normal. You don't have to express during that time, and that'll often bring your supply up a little bit better too, or maintain it.
0: So the other thing we were speaking about was how um, when you wean, it can be quite an emotional experience for a mother. But also going back to work can be really hard Um, for whoever's been. I mean, this can. I mean, I'm not. We are talking about breastfeeding here. I don't mean to exclude the dads who have been at home and then go back to work. Um, but that first initial phase of going back to work, for me at least, was a huge um, psychological shift because by that point I had felt like my daughter was, we were symbiotic, you know, she was like yes. an extra limb. Yes. And then I, she was with my mum, so. Somewhere member of my family. Yeah, so it was great. But still I took a while to adjust walking around work thinking it was great on one level. I got to speak to adults all day, got to have a coffee, all those sort of great Hmm. things. But there was a psychological shift. I mean, do you have any advice for women on How you can manage that transition back?
1: Being really kind to yourself, and if the person minding your baby—I mean, I minded my grandbabies one day a week. I had two of them; they were cousins, and I had two of them. I didn't do any, and then I had three when the next one came along. I didn't do anything but look after those children. But I would send a little video of the kids, or a little photo of them doing something—you know, these babies—or you know, if a baby was sleeping, I'd send just send a little text with a photo, and that can be really reassuring to that mum who's, you know, seven or eight month old baby that's spending a day with grandma. And that's all, that's all they were doing. My daughter was working, you know, lecturing at uni or tutoring at uni. She's a psychologist. You know, that was a job that she could do for one day. And my daughter-in-law was doing some extra study. She's a teacher. And so they organized it both on the same day. So I had their children and it was beautiful. And I would wear the baby in a carry, all that sort of thing. Baby was fine, but the mothers do have that, you know,
0: And you're tuned in,
1: but your brain's tuned into that baby. You have these, you know, this chemistry that makes you, they call it the motherhood mindset or maternal preoccupation. You are there and you're hypervigilant about your children, your babies, and you're, yeah, you haven't come back yet in that first year to being you. And I think being really kind to yourself and allowing yourself that, you know, and you'll talk to your friends at work about your baby and they probably haven't even got children, but it's okay. Yeah, their eyes glaze over, although my colleagues
0: don't have a choice because they work at a kids' yeah, radio station. That's right. So you can, yeah. I, I can
1: talk about them until the cows come home, which is great. And making the changes gradually. You know, if you know you're going back to work in, you know, however long, about a month before, start leaving your baby for, a couple, you know, perhaps an hour first up. If you're going into childcare, take them to childcare to play and you get to know some of the carers and, um, you know, see if there's one that your baby can attach to. It's not a bad thing or a, a nanny or a family daycare, whatever it is. I mean, the the best situation is that child bonds with the other person, but that's going to be really hard for you. But it's also giving you that confidence that your baby's going to be okay. And if I can say
0: anything, that while it was difficult with both my kids, the first time I left both of them, I cried. Yeah. yeah. With, I think the second time I was getting a coffee at the barista around the corner and I was leaving my son at home with someone. <laughs> and she said, are you? how are you? And I went, oh cried and I thought how ridiculous this is my second child and I but it, it gets You've better. You've still got that bond yeah. with each child. Yeah and yeah. it gets better and you understand yeah. that there's a village there for a reason and mm. you'll make it through.
1: So there's your logical mind and then there's the chemistry and then there's the emotions and and I and I guess just understanding that. That mm. you know it is it isn't that you're unique or you're being a suki la, la or anything else. It's you know you're a connected mother. And that bond it's a good sign because that bond shows that you've given that child that bonding experience. They're connected to you. You're connected to them. That's emotionally really good.
0: And find a, find a friend you can text or maybe go and have a little, mm. little cry to at work or even just a friend who's not at work. I found that really helpful. Just someone who
1: understood. It's a bit hard at the beginning. Yeah, and that they'll, they won't dismiss you. Mm. I actually have a um, beautiful audio program about balancing baby and business. And it's I've interviewed people who have like mums who've gone back to work, mums who run a business from home and um, a beautiful early childhood um, teacher. She lectures at TAFE about early childhood. She went around um, her job previously was um, inspecting childcare centres. So she's got the goss on what to ask for, what to look for. It's all there. Brilliant. Thanks, Pinky.
0: Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.